Did you ever wonder when you hear a room has a two-hour fire rating, what that means? And can you really be in a room for two hours while the building is burning around you? For season two's opening episode, we visit a 12-story construction site with Brian Campbell to see how his company is fireproofing, I mean fire-stopping the building. Follow along our journey and hear more on Deconstructing This. We start this episode by cutting to some answers to questions we've raised before we take you through the building to better explain. Here's Brian answering the question, what is the difference between fireproofing and fire stopping a building? Because you, you, so, said, you so said both, but that, and it's very common. For yeah, I, I did say fireproof. No, I didn't know the difference. So, what is the difference? Okay, there's a difference between fireproof and fire stop. Fire stop are the penetrations that we've talked about. Fireproofing is actually something that's right in your field. It's, it's, it's the steel. The fireproofing of the steel with the intumescent or cementitious material. So fireproofing is the whole wall, and fire stop, you're saying, well, is fire, the Well, fireproofing specifically is like the structural steel. When you fireproof, and I told you we were- You'll spray, you'll spray the steel. Spray on, right, exactly. But but that's fireproofing something. You're fireproofing something fire using a fire stop. But it, but they don't call it fireproofing, though. In the industry, if you said- Okay, good if You're to know. talking to an expert. Yeah, like, layman, I got to be careful. So if you said, fire, yeah, Brian's a fireproofer, they're like, oh yeah, I got a steel job I need him to do. So- Fire stop. You know, which, which, be, which, you know, when you say fireproofing or fire stopping, what's the maximum fire rating you can get on a fire stop in your world? What's the uh, upper end? I know it's Four the hours is the most I've seen. Four, but typical. What's Ty typical is a one to two hour. And this like, job is what? Yeah, one to two. Like your your walls, uh, pretty much a two hour. Does that really mean that it could be on fire for two hours? Does that, I mean, is that really a translation or is that just a there, slang word to, I mean, it sounds to me like I could ha watch a whole movie while my neighbor's on fire. It's like, I'm watching a movie. <laughs> It's a two-hour rating, exactly. you know. So what does it really mean? Yeah, two hours? I mean well, the the systems when we when we provide documentation, the system has been tested in a furnace. The fire stop system has been tested in a furnace for that amount of time with that amount of heat, and then it's tested with a, what they call the hose stream. It has to be blasted with a fire hose to continue to stay intact. So, fire hose, uh, water, you mean? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, the water, water hits it after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty stringent test. That's that they do. So with that behind us, I'm sure you have questions. I sure did. Here's how our walkthrough of the building began to hear how it's done, including some of our fun interruptions. Oh, and hold off on adjusting your volume from that low rumbling you hear. That gets explained in just a moment. We are on site. We just took a, what's that thing called? Buck hoist. The buck hoist. buck hoist. Up to the seventh floor of the project that we are looking at what? Okay. What is it? So this would be a rain water leader, also known as a storm drain. Cast iron. And um, it's cast iron from the top until it gets to, uh, I think, level five, give or take, and it hits the garage, the parking garage area, becomes PVC. They use PVC from there on. That's not everybody. That's just how this particular job is. So, uh, so you saw Jeff here earlier, he was uh, cleaning away the debris, the dust and all that. And uh, 
That's a stealth fighter flying by there. Tell Frank. me about the stealth fighter. That's awesome. that's kind of got our attention today. I, I kind of wish we were out there watching that. We are, we are battling the Aaron C. Show rehearsal today of all days, uh, podcast day. We could be on the beach which doing that. Makes Maybe it that we will. Much more fun. Maybe we'll go there after. But this. just do a podcast about the, the Aaron C. Show. That's that, more fun. Yeah, and I'll narrate. So, uh, okay. So, so, uh, so, all right. Because so you, remember, we're we're audio only here. So what we're seeing is a big fat hole in concrete. And then this pipe that goes through, but it didn't fit exactly, right? There's about an well, inch to two inches around, yes. and, and that's where fire can come through the hole. Right. And what else? Yeah, so you got like an eight inch cast iron pipe with a, in a 10 inch uh, core hole. So uh, annular space around the pipe is about an inch, give or take. And uh, so what we'll be doing is the system, the fire stop system will ask for about four inches of packed mineral wool, which is a kind of like a fiberglass material, there's some over there, packed down, and then about a half inch depth of, of fire stop sealant at the top. And I think over here, these are already done. See these guys? So what, what you're showing me is a, it just looks like the same pipe in a, in, in a sealed masonry, container now what's the collar doing on there is a yeah, metal those are those are called there. riser clamps which the uh when they set these pipe they use riser clamps to kind of keep the pipe from sliding and falling down okay, uh, they so have accidents sometimes where that that is the case so they'll remove those so yeah point. so they will so this kind of figure out where it is i guess it's, these are actually big sleeves right here that's, that's what we're seeing here these are big sleeves these are inside so the it's sleeve. a pipe inside a pipe yep a sleeve. exactly and, and the ceiling is actually up here up here at this and i think these may be mechanical pipe for uh condenser water for the for the for the ac this is copper obviously and that's going to be plumbing probably hot hot and cold water so right next to it three copper pipes and holes just like everything else and, and all these holes got to be sealed up right at the end of the day somebody's going to come through and inspect yep. the job and yep. do they have a way of knowing if you did it properly or how do they know they, um, if they want to do a destructive test um, then they'll actually take a a knife and like a you know and just dig into it and cut it open and it'll check check to see that the depth of the sealant is there um, and how do they know it's the right sealant and not so, some kind of a flammable material I mean, so I what we have to we give the plumber and the, the other trades is something called a submittal which is it's kind of like our permit so we we give them a submittal and the submittal includes all of the material that we're going to use and the systems that we're going to use and how we're and, and how we will install the system so it gives the, the actual documentation and it shows the depth of uh, of the mineral wool the depth of the sealant the, the type of pipe, metal, PVC, size of the pipe, copper uh, type, cast iron pipe, copper pipe, all that's in there. It's all in the submittal. And so they get that. And a lot of times, um, what, what's nice now is they, you know, they may be familiar with our company and um, familiar with how we do things. And so a lot of times, it's most of the time, it's a visual inspection and they look at it, they see it's done, they know it's done right. Um, so, so from where I stand, I, and I really never thought of this before. I'm a structural engineer, so I, I walk right by this and I don't think twice, but you're introducing me to a new field. Where I stand, I, I'm looking at 20, 30 holes going through the concrete, at, at least. Yeah. Hopefully none of them hit our steel, reinforcing, which, I, and they're all drilled before you get here, right? So none of that's you? Or do you actually have to make the hole? Ever? We do not, I don't core drill. No. So, so, you're, so you are post construction right. in the sense that you're coming in and filling the gap, not creating the gap. Right, now a lot of these are done with the, with the cast in place, meaning they were here before the pour. 
So the look over there at the copper, you see that little red plastic deal? Well, remember we're audio, so we are, right, we so are describing here. a copper pipe going through the concrete, and I see a red plastic, looks like a, it's the best a, way to describe it, like a big toilet bowl flapper. Right, but it's, it's about, uh, it's the depth of the slab, so it's maybe six or eight inches deep. And, and what they, this is pretty, I think pretty skilled, is that they have to coordinate the location of every pipe for every toilet, every sink, every, 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 uh, everything plumbing in the, in the building. And they, they locate that and place it and then pour the concrete deck. So those things need to be right on the money. Yeah, that's a skill that I, I don't underestimate because a lot of times an engineer will spec a, a bolt that has to be poured. And more times than not, that bolt doesn't line up right. And that happens too. So, what ha so, so then they fix it and they, then they have to get like an extra for you because then you have to create that, that plug. Exactly right. So they'll, they'll, they go, hey, uh, we miss here, here, and here, and we have to recore these holes and we're gonna need you to install a fire subsystem for those. Uh, there's actually a couple of those on this building that they've already told me about. Um, nothing huge, but, uh, but that's, that's amazing to me because th that guy's gotta be on the money. Um, yeah, that is a skill. Yeah. So, so right now we're looking at the, um, the well, you showed me a couple of cast iron, you showed me some copper, and now we're, we're walking over to some other, and, and I don't think it's PVC or is it? This it's is wrapped. This is fiberglass insulation. Over what? On probably on a copper line, and so this is usually something like this is usually indicating hot water, um, right here. So we're looking at a big cushion it's, insulation it's, around. Yeah, so we don't know what. So these buildings will have, and I'm not an expert on, on the whole circulation, but they usually have a, a main hot water source, uh, and they loop it like from top to bottom, bottom to top, and so because it's traveling and it's heated, they want to keep it hot, so it's insulated. And, uh, and the system has been, been installed. There's a, this is actually a red, it's called FS1. Um, and the FS1 is another uh, type of fire stop uh, as opposed to the self-leveling silicone that we're seeing on some of the others. Um, but that's- Would you consider these waterproof? Now, remember we were talking about waterproofing earlier. Right. Oh, yeah, is that yeah. a okay. separate thing on top of that or is this yeah. all in one? Okay, so back to that. So what happens is, the, uh, the the general contractor, the owner, and then tells the general contractor, we want you know we want to watertight these buildings as best we can. So when uh, so when they tell them that, they say any any holes you put in the building, we want it watertight. So when they come to us, we said okay, we can provide a, a, a silicone. There's two types: there's a gun grade, which is a non-slump, and then there's a self-leveling silicone, uh, which is what we use a lot because it kind of gets in and finds its own uh, below spots and fills up. And when it uh, when it sets up, it's it's watertight. Okay. We never tell them we're the waterproof contractor because we're not. So what happens is the reason they want that normally is because they don't dry these buildings in until the like the end. So when it rains, these things are full of holes. So the water's coming down. They're trying to keep a uh, a schedule. So they're they're hanging drywall. Boom, boom, boom. They're hanging drywall. There's some around here. You see a little bit. Yeah, I see it. They don't want the drywall to get wet because of mold. So therefore, they, they want it obviously to stay dry. So, so anybody that has a hole in the building, they, 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 anything gets wet, they blame everybody else, but they, you're, you're gonna edit this, but they don't blame themselves because they never dried in the building. 
you know, the roof's not, the roof's a sieve, you know. Meanwhile, everybody's working below. Yeah. So they want, so, so we go, okay, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll, um, we'll water tight. And as we stand here, I see water dripping right next to us. Let's go check that out because yeah. I'm curious to know, is it a, is it a problem that they, you would normally want to solve or I'm seeing water dripping from, right. it looks like something that very well might need to be fire stopped. This is a, yes. a big hole and a square hole for AC duct work. Yep. And it's dripping through, so what's going on here? Yeah. You haven't gotten to that floor so, yet? So AC, the thing about AC duct is that um, if, if uh, typically on an AC duct in, in, in a fire rated situation, they have to have a, a fire damper, okay? So if it has a fire damper, which is a mechanically controlled device to open and close- Inside the duct. Inside the duct. They do not want, the manufacturer of the duct does not want any type of, of, of fire stop system that may impede the functioning of the of the damper. So, as a rule of thumb in fire stop, we do not uh, fire stop any dampered duct. Okay, so they're going to have to something will have to be done here by um, by the mechanical trade for this duct. Now, they sometimes they do come to us. They go, hey, listen, we got these these non-dampered duct, okay, meaning it's just a just a sheet metal duct going through a wall or floor, and we need a fire stop system for that, and that's no problem. Because the first thing I say is, this is this, this is not a duct, a, a damper, or no damper? And they go, no, no, it's non-dampered. Okay, fine, we have a system for that, we can do that. So so the, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Um, it's, uh, but it's definitely a, uh, a duct. Looks like that one over there is, done already like they put a looks like a big plate goes around it and they kind of water tighten it they got some angle there so uh all right let's keep walking give me right. another like, <clears throat> all so, right, so, we got so, so if you ask me i'd say that was it like that's the scope of of fire stopping so show yeah. me where i would be well hold on a second there's a whole lot more okay. well there's there's more coming so what is going to happen when they hang drywall in this building, okay? And they have the, you've got your, your mandatory uh, egress areas, your, your corridors for in the event of a fire, they have to pre prevent smoke and fire. At the top and, top and sometimes the bottoms, but always the top of the, of the corridor, there's something called the head of wall joint or the top of the wall joint. And that seam where the, where the drywall meets de the concrete deck above, that seam will have to have a fire stop also, the entire- So you're fire stopping individual units from growing to the next unit on the same floor? It's actually just, the units themselves will not have fire stop unless something penetrates. Typically in a, in a hotel or a condo like this, the demising wall between units is a, is, a, is a rated wall. If anything penetrates that wall, then yes, we will also fire stop that. Hmm. So if you have a, and what happens is a lot of times you have a bathroom, for the sake of efficiency, they'll have a bathroom backed up to a bathroom, and then they'll have you know they'll have the same sanitary uh, risers taking taking uh, you know to and from water coming in and out. So anyway, they're back to back on a demising wall. All of the penetrations in that wall will have to be fire stopped mm. into the drywall. So you're gonna have to come back here in a couple of months to finish so out the job. Yeah, and he's pretty busy. He's pretty much here daily. This is one of the unusual jobs where we can usually get in and get out, come back later. This one because of the scope. Of, uh, of work that's here, he stays pretty busy because there's there's some mechanical rooms in here that we're doing also. I'm not mechanical, electrical, electrical rooms, which should be 
I think around here. Let's see if we can. That's a, a little bit different with the. Uh, so what, what's his yield per day? How many can he produce? And, and is this stuff pre-mixed or does he have to go in and mix the? No, no mix. Um, so you carry some? Yeah, go ahead. Here you go, go in there. Uh, the material that we buy, we found it to be pretty efficient to use a uh, 20 ounce, Hilton refers to as a foil, some people call it a sausage, but it's a 20 ounce, looks like a tube of cock. And those we buy by the case. And, and then we'll, we'll set up a job box on, on site. Like on this, on this site, there's a, a job box. We keep it locked and we, keep, and we fill it with material. As he runs low, we'll refill it so he'll, he'll just keep on using it. Um, the room we're looking at right now is an electrical room, which every floor has, in this building, has two, uh, east and a west. We're on the east side right now. And there are, these are all... Uh, right, so the electrical room is like 10 by 10, and there's obviously electricity coming through the room. So the main... Circuit breaker and all. Right, so you got main feeders coming in. Feeder, so the main feeders are coming in and all the electricity is being fed into this floor and then it'll come out of here and feed the rooms and uh, so we have fire stop going on in here with those main feeder lines and then uh, they're actually on some of the floors below there are some four inch PVC feeder lines that we had to install the wrap strip system for. Um, sure. well, here's a question. I, I'm sitting in the room and there's pipes above and below us, right? So yeah. the ones that are on the floor, I see are sealed. Yep. Do you ever seal the ones above from underneath or do you go from the top always? Excellent question. So typically as a rule of thumb, your, 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 your risers, your floor penetrations are you wanna do from the top. Your system is always from the top. In the event that you cannot get to it, then you get a, a special system. We get something called an engineering judgment from, from Hilti from their fire techs and, and they give us a system where we can do the install from below. Um, on a wall penetration that goes straight through a wall, always is done on both sides. Both sides. Always do both sides of the wall. Rule of thumb for, for a floor is just the top. Would it drip through so we know from below that it was fireproofed or, cause I look, looking up, it doesn't look like anything's been done, but if, is it possible? If, it, if the self-leveling silicone would drip through if, if there was a, a void in the, uh, in the uh, mineral wall which is not good. So if you see a drip and you're like, okay, wait, we gotta, yeah, that's something we need to fix. So the mineral wool needs to be packed in nice and tight mm -hmm. and firm. But could you see that wool from underneath? Like if yeah. I come onto a site, do you know if that's been fire stopped or not just by looking? Yeah, and that's another way the inspectors do. They look up. Flashlight? They look up, How yeah. They do? We could, so, we wanna try no, it. No, no, I mean, we could, I mean, but yeah, it, you, yeah, you hit it with a flashlight, look up, you see the mineral wool in there and, and that's another. Um, show, we'll go look somewhere else where we're not in an echo chamber. That, right. that electrical room is a, yeah. Complete audio. So you're as we look up, zone. You look up here, you can see the pipe going through the ceiling above, and you see the. Uh, that's the, that collar that uh, the, that's the toilet blow. The cast in, uh, yeah, the cast in device that they bought and installed. It has a fire shot system with it. And it looks like they were on the money with it too, because yeah, they, they are. That, that's like dead center. Right. You can see where the yeah, you can see where the wall is right here. Yeah. And then with the other one, a lot of the. Um, a lot of these pipes are going to be inside walls, obviously, because you're in a hotel or a condo or you know apartment. And these, you see all these guys that are lining up. They're all going to be inside the framing. 
So therefore, before a framing inspection can be passed, all the fire stuff has to be installed that's within that framing. Yeah, interesting, because that really is a critical stop on a job that you have to get in and get out and get it done right. Otherwise, you're delaying the project, you're a critical path. Right, it's, it's exactly right. And that's one of the things, it's kind of self-governing, like if we're behind or ahead of time, we're gonna know, because they're gonna tell us. So a guy can't really, really drag his feet, you know, and do nothing, you know, you're like, because these, my guys are pretty much on their own. They, 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 they kind of, uh, um, it's like an honor system. They show up, they do the work. I'll, I'll hear from the supervisors of the trades if we're behind. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I do. They'll let me know. They're calling you, right? You're the yeah. one. You're, yeah. you're the call. So, uh, yeah, this building ends over here. And you know, this is interesting because the one area where our worlds overlap is there are doors here. Yeah. These doors, I know, are fire rated because we fire rate as an engineer the the actual door part, or that, not that we fire rate it, but it comes through right. our office fire rated. Right. But just because that's the fact doesn't mean that it's fireproof. So, do you? provide anything on the doors or is this all by someone See, else? When we were talking about the head of wall joint, um, typically that particular part of the fire stop is done by the, the uh, drywall installer. They usually include that in their scope. So this isn't your world, so, the, door, so, the door part? No, no. We, we've done them. You know, sometimes that happens. They're like, hey, we need you to come out here and take care of the, we got a head of wall joint, we got a top of wall joint at the, for, the, um, for the block or the door. but but. Uh, on this job, I'm not doing that. I'm not. That's not in my scope. That's got it. That's the other guy. Got it. Yeah, that's. Um, but you are right. Look at they even got uh, they got the mineral wool in there. Right. So they're doing something here. I didn't know if that was you. No, you're you're right. Yeah. What else am I looking at here? Anything else? Some of the same stuff. So so. There's okay, a lot so, of the same stuff. Let's just bring uh, that in the, in the focus here. Is like dozens and dozens and dozens of things that need to be fireproof from one floor to the other. This isn't just a couple of, you're in and out. This is right. weeks and weeks on one floor. Yeah, and this, yeah, and the job will go, I mean, this, we, we may be out of here in, I don't know, eight, eight, nine, ten months. I mean, <laughs> just when you, just when you think it's done, but then eventually, but you typically, uh, it's, well, it's not unusual to be on a job for a year. Hopefully we're not here every single day as it, as it gets, stretches out farther we won't be here as much just kind of finishing up stuff but you mentioned the roof earlier is there any extra you guys do roof work and is there any extra because yeah. the roof is you know there's so, so there's we get asked work. so i'll write up in my proposal it does not include roof penetrations or exterior penetrations right because technically it's not going into a compartment or coming out of a, or well it's not going into a compartment you've got a roof penetration going through the roof stacks whatnot uh, and anything going on external. So I, 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 that's not included. But every now and then, I'll have somebody say, hey, we need to do the roof penetration. And I'll, I'll agree to it with a change order. I'll go ahead and do it. And then my line is, we're not roofers. I'm not a roofer. Yeah. You know, I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not, if it ain't leaks, I'm, I'm not your guy. That makes sense. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, we get it. We just need you to seal this up. I'm like, all right, fine. Oh, and I then, see. so you got, you know how it is. You got to cover yourself. Right, right. Big disclaimers. Right. Disclaimer it was genuinely an enlightening and entertaining afternoon. Of course, I had to ask the question that I'm sure is on everyone's mind. Are they still doing 13th floors, or they, do, some, do you know, are they skipping those? Or? Yeah, yeah, some of them still skip those. That's interesting, right? Yeah. So. Okay, so we're looking at the sausage. It really does look like a cookie dough, 20 ounce, right, you said? Yep. That's 20 a 20 ounce. ounce cookie dough, but do not eat. Yep. Healthy, 
sausage. And that's the self-leveling. You feel how squishy it is? Yeah, it's very viscous. It's viscosity. Very vis that's it. That's the word. I, I like throwing that word in every once in a while. Chemistry term, isn't it, Frank? Uh, probably yes, yeah. yes, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> you do it all, Frank. A couple words to baffle the mind, make me look uh, yeah. very sophisticated. And yes, we stop frequently to watch fighter jets fly over us. Even took a couple of pictures that you'll find on the Deconstructing This website. It was a really fun day with a really special person and friend. A special thanks to Brian Campbell of Low Country Firestop for his time and generosity. This episode was hosted, edited, produced, and with all sounds by Frank Bernardo. You're listening to Deconstructing This. <laughs>